You are listening to the ARB podcast. Tune in as you stir yourself up by filling your ears with the anointed messages of faith as you strengthen your spirit at any time of day. And we'll see you on the other side of faith. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you. Come on, lift your hands up. Just speak in tongues for a few moments. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. We worship you, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for your presence here this evening. I pray that you take complete control over this night. I pray that not one person will go back the same way that they came. That everyone that is here tonight will receive a touch from heaven. Whatever the need that they have come here with tonight, I pray that that need will be met in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, there was there, that there is always another healing in the room. I thank you, Lord, that there is always another miracle available here, Father God. You're not a God who will run out of miracles. I thank you, Lord God, for what you're about to do tonight. We give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a mighty hand, please. Please be seated wherever you are for a few minutes. Hallelujah. All right, let me hear you shout a hallelujah. You can do better than that. Hallelujah. Listen, wake up very quickly. I don't want anybody falling asleep on the field. You know, I know you have, uh, I know how you feel in the field. It's hot and whatever, but let me tell you, your hunger, when you push through all of that, you will see a miracle happen here tonight. Amen. Um, guys, can I have the monitors turned over to me, please? That would be very helpful because I can't hear myself. I appreciate that. Hallelujah. Today, I want to share something with you which God put in my heart. And I believe that what I'm about to share with you is going to change your life. You know, again, let me remind you, I'm from India. I'm 25 years old. And the Lord has used me for the past 16 years of my life to preach the gospel. I've been to over 38 countries of the world preaching Jesus. I've seen over 7.25 million people give their lives to Christ. And uh, yeah, if you're going to clap, clap or don't clap at all. I mean, jeez. And uh, I've done over 161 crusades in the past, six, uh, the past 16 years. And uh, trust me, to do 161 crusades, it takes a lot of money. It doesn't happen for free. But the amazing thing is that God has been able to prosper me all through these years of my life and my ministry. And God has given me more than enough every single time. I promise you from the time I was a little boy all the way to this very moment in my life, there has not been a single day where I was forsaken or where I didn't have enough for myself or for my family. I've always had more than enough and more than what I've needed my whole life. Today, I want, to, I want to tell you this, and I want you to pay attention to me. How many of you believe that God is a sovereign God? 
Okay, fantastic. So I'm going to burst your bubble today. Let me tell you this. God is not always a sovereign God. I see people shocked. They're like, what is he saying? It's all right. Listen to me. Here's the one thing that you have to understand about God. The Bible says that God honors his word above his name. Yes? All right. Open with me Genesis chapter 1. Very quickly. Genesis chapter 1. We'll read verse 26. Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every living thing. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, listen to me very carefully. In the beginning, in Genesis chapter 1, God speaks and says, Let man have dominion over every living thing over the earth and everything that is in the earth. Now, the only time that God is not a sovereign God is he is bound by the confines of his own words that he spoke. Are you listening to me? In the Bible, it talks about it. It says God honors his word above his name. That means when he speaks a word, it is already written into the DNA of existence. And once he speaks that word, he won't take it back. You understand that? So the only thing that can limit God is his own word that he's already declared. And that's why we pay so much attention to the word of God. Because the word of God are the words that have come out of the spirit of God and come into existence. And every single time you believe in the word of God, what happens is you hold on to God and say, God, you said this and you are bound by the confines of your own word. Are you listening to me? And when you, when you come to an understanding of that, you come to a point where you want to fill yourself with the Word of God. Because the more you know the Word, the more you know how you can get God to do whatever you need for you. Are you listening to me? Because the only thing that confines Him is His own Word that He has spoken with His own mouth. Hallelujah. Now, very quickly. Again, I'm going to continue reading this. I want you to open with me to Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven 
and pour out for you such a blessing that there will be no room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Now throughout the scripture, it keeps saying, thus says the Lord, says the Lord of hosts. Are you listening to me? So when you know the scripture, when you are a tither and when you are a giver, you can hold on to God and say, God, you are held by the confines of your own word. I have tithed, I have given, and for that very reason, I expect you to rebuke the devourer for my sake. Are you listening to me? Every time God spoke a word, it gets into the existence of the planet. And when you hold on to his word, he will always respond to his word only. That's why you can't pray stupid prayers. Are you listening to me? Oh, you know, I've been praying for so long, but I've never been blessed. I've never prospered. Why do you think that is? For a simple reason, because you're not praying according to the word of God. And if you're not praying according to the word of God or acting according to the word of God, then you will never have what the word of God says you will have. Are you listening? Now let me tell you a quick story. I remember this uh, very vividly. I probably was about six years old, probably between six and seven. And um, how many of you have ever been on a tricycle before? Okay, all right, great. Now, you know, from the time I was a little boy, my parents always taught me how to give. They always taught me how to tithe. No matter who gave me any gift, my parents would say the 10% goes to God. And I'd always take the 10% hand it over to my dad. You know, and every time I went to the offering, my dad would tell me, never put a small amount in the offering. I remember a pastor uh, who was running our church that we were in. He came across, sat next to me, and I needed money for the offering. And I said to dad, I said, uh, give me money for the offering. And when I said that, the pastor looked at me and said, it's, it's all right, I'll give it to you. And he pulled out like a bunch of coins and he handed it over into my hands. I looked at it, I held it in my hand, and I said, yuck, and I threw it down like on the floor. And the pastor looked at me like, what the heck is this kid doing? And then my, and I looked at him and I said, you never give God small things, you only give him big. And I was barely six years old. And so one fine day we were sitting uh, together at, at our home and uh, my dad decided to go down to the market. And uh, I, I w went with him and we were buying some stuff and everything. And uh, as it happened, I saw a tricycle that I really liked. I looked at it and I said, Dad, I want that tricycle. He looked at me and he said, well, you can have whatever you want as long as you believe God for it. Uh, hello? It starts there, I promise you. If you don't teach your kids when they're young, then I promise you they'll remain poor for the rest of their lives. If you teach your kids to tithe and to give at that age, they will never depart from it. And when you teach them that, I promise you, they will never know what lack is as long as they shall live. And then here's what happened. So I, so, so I looked at my, uh, my, my dad and I said, okay, so what do I do? And my dad looked at me and said, you give, you tithe, yes? And, he, and I said, yeah. And he said, ask and it shall be given. And I said, okay. And so we went back home and... Uh, I went towards my bed in the corner 
and I knelt down very quickly and I said, in the name of Jesus, I want the tricycle by this evening. Amen. And I walked away. Now let me tell you, my parents didn't have enough money to buy me that tricycle. That's why they said that. If they had the money, they obviously would have bought me that tricycle. And uh, it, it costed about, I mean, when I was a kid, it costed about $20, $25 for that tricycle, you know. And uh, my, da my dad looks at me praying like that and he goes to my mom and he says, this kid has great faith, but now where do we get this tricycle from? And immediately the Lord spoke to my dad and said, it's not about your faith, it's about his faith. And then, you know, my dad let it be. And that evening, about 5.45 in the evening, a Muslim lady came to our home. And uh, she came and she, she told my dad, I want you to pray for me. And uh, my dad said, okay. And she, we brought her into the house and my dad prayed for her. And uh, after praying for her, this woman looks at my dad and says, I have something for your son. And uh, my dad's like, for my son? I'm the one who prayed for you. And then he said, no, I have something for your son. And uh, she looked and she said, where's your son? And my dad said, he's outside, but he's playing. And uh, my dad called me in and said, Ankit, come in here. And so I ran inside, and then I looked at my dad, and I said, what? And he looks at me, and he says, this lady wants to give you something. And I said, okay, and I looked at this lady. You know, she, she had the whole, uh, the, the Muslim attire, what, what do you call it, a burqa? Yeah, yeah, whatever. And then she looked at me, and you know, she pulled that thing off her face, and she ha handed over an envelope in, into my hand. And I took it, and um, I said, thank you, and she walked away. Then the minute she left, you know, I'm a kid, I started ripping over the, open the whole thing. My dad's like, careful, there might be something in there. And then my dad takes it from me and opens it carefully. Then we open the thing up, and there was exactly $25 that I needed for me to go buy that tricycle that day. Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because I want you to understand. God, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. He is confined by his word and as long as you stand on his word I promise you you will never lack as long as you shall live there will always be an overflow hallelujah now quickly Psalms 23 and obviously many of you know, know this by heart but let me read it to you again the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters he restores my soul he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now one day I was reading the scripture, and I was, as I was reading it, suddenly I had a problem with it. And I saw a part that says, even though I walked through the valley of shadow of death, I looked at it and I was upset for a moment. I said, God, how can I follow you and go through the valley of shadow of death? I said, it goes against every single thing that I believe in whatever I've believed so far. And the Lord says, read it again. And I read it again. Though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, and the Lord said, read it again. I said, okay, I read it again. Though I shall walk through the valley of shadow of death. He said, read it again. I read it again. And finally the Lord said, you obviously not going to get it. So let me tell you. <laughs> let 
It happens to me all the time, I promise you. And the Lord said to me, read it carefully, even though you walk through the valley of shadow of death, and suddenly it hit me, and I understood it. And the Lord asked me, when was the last time that you heard of a dog's shadow biting somebody? I said, never. And then the Lord asked, when was the last time you heard in India a, a tiger's shadow killing somebody? I said, never. He said, when was the last time you heard of a car's shadow running somebody over? I said, never. And the Lord said to me, he said, even though the shadow of death may fall on you, it will not harm you for I am with you. Hallelujah. And then suddenly I had a vision with my open eyes and this is what I saw. I saw myself in this big massive room that was like glass all around and I saw a bunch of people like raving lunatics like the liberals that you see today. I don't, you don't have, your, your imaginations don't have to go crazy. But I saw a bunch of crazy lunatics all around the, this big glass room and I saw this huge table prepared. And I saw all kinds of things, prosperity, healing, wealth, whatever I needed, it was all on the table. And I saw myself go and sit down and eat. And as I was eating, all these raving lunatics outside were raving and foaming to the mouth. And they were banging up the glass. And I saw them like, what the heck is going on here? And then I saw that as they were going crazy like that, I saw their shadow falling on my table. And the, Lord, and the Lord said to me this, and I, I've heard, I heard this so clearly. The Lord said, son, this is how I prepare a table before your enemies. Don't be distracted by what the raving lunatics are doing outside the room, but pay attention for, to what I have kept on the table before you. And though they may be raving outside, their shadow may fall on you. But as long as you hold on to my word and obey my word, their shadow may fall on your table, but it will not touch you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's what it means when it says he prepares the table for us in the presence of our enemies. Today in the name of Jesus, I declare and I decree over your life. As you make a decision to sow tonight, to obey what is written in the confines of the word of God. I declare to you right now in the name of Jesus, as long as you shall live, there will be a table that you will enjoy from all the days of your life. And your enemies will look at you and foam to their mouth in anger, in sorrow. But in the name of Jesus, those enemies will never be able to touch what is on your table. In the name of Jesus, you will eat, you will enjoy, you will prosper all the days of your life but nothing by any means will touch what belongs to you in the name of Jesus for the Lord will rebuke the devourer because he spoke in his word and it shall be so in the name of Jesus this is going to be your future and I'm finally going to close with this 
2 Kings chapter 7. I'm going to let you read this later, but I'll tell you the story very quickly. One day Elisha stood, and there was a famine in the land. And then the man of God declared to the king and said, By tomorrow, everything will be available and there will be no famine in the land. And the king's right-hand man looked at Elisha and said, Even if God opened the windows of heaven, this still cannot happen. Then Elisha said, you will see this happen tomorrow, but you will not eat from it and you will not taste it. And when he said the long story short, they find a huge, you know, camp filled with food and whatever they need. And the famine ends in the land. And then what happens? The guy doesn't believe. He gets trampled at the gates and he dies because he did not believe the word the man of God spoke. But today I want to tell you. Do not be like a person who doesn't believe what the Word of God says, but rather be a person who acts on the Word and says, I believe and I will stand on that Word and I will give because the Word of God says I need to give. When you take that step today, I promise you, you will never lack. And finally, I'll end with this story. Many years ago, my dad, when he was... Uh, when he was kicked out of the house because he's from a Hindu background and he decided to follow Christ. And uh, they didn't, have, obviously, but because he was kicked out of the house, he didn't have enough money. He had a, a few, you know, uh, clothes and a, a couple of underwear. He didn't have too much. And so one day he was standing uh, at this huge rock in my city. And as he was standing there, he looked up to the heavens and he said, God, I don't have enough money to even buy new underwear. So what do I do? And he said, Lord, I give, I tithe, I do all of this. But what do I do? I have nothing. I don't have any underwear at all. I have like two pairs and that's all I have. And they already have holes in them. So what do I do? And then here's what happens. And then as he said that at that very moment, he saw a, literally a crow flying across like this and as he saw the crow flying across the crow dropped something in front of him and the minute it fell in front of him he picked it up and he saw he saw a sealed case of brand new underwear in that particular I mean can you imagine that he needed new underwear and a crow came around and dropped a brand new sealed packet of brand new underwear What am I trying to say? When you were a tither and when you were a giver, God will do whatever he needs to do. Send a crow or a raven that's a scavenger. He will turn a taker into a giver and he will give into your bosom where you will have no room enough to store what he's about to give you in the name of Jesus. You will always have more than enough for the rest of your life. Hallelujah. Today, all the people watching us, everybody here, I want to challenge you to give like you've never given before. I want you to make a decision today that you will hold God to His Word and you will make Him react 
to your faith in the Word of God. As you sow today, I promise you, you will never lack as long as you shall live. And as a man of God, I declare, by tomorrow, listen to me, by tomorrow, your famine is going to end as you sow today. I said your famine is going to end as you sow today. As a man of God, I said it, and so shall it be. So give according to the harvest that you need. Every eye be closed, every head be bowed at this very moment. Ask the Lord what He wants to have you give at this very moment. Do not give out of compulsion or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. There are many people here who can do more than $10,000. And there are many who are watching us who can do more than a million dollars. Don't hoard that money. Give where the gospel is being preached. And I promise you, you, your generation, your children's children will never lack as long as they shall live. Today, make the decision to give sacrificially. When you give, you need to feel that giving. Even if it hurts you a little bit, let go of that. And I promise you, there'll be a mighty harvest in your life. Give like you've never given before today. And this will be the end of your famine. I declare and decree that over all your lives in the name of Jesus. If you've been blessed by our podcast, connect with us online at www.ankithrambabu.org for more information. Email us at partners at ankithrambabu.org to sponsor our meetings or crusades, enabling yourself to reap the same rewards.